Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Who will be the funny one? Without Andy. Probably Matt. No. <laughs> never. It's no guarantee. I'm just some never guy. Guarantee. Remember? I'm just some guy. Well, it has oh. been nice not getting smothered by bad jokes. Oh. So, you know, there's that. And the man spreading that I look across. <laughs> the man spreading. There you go. <laughs> Matthew like Marshall, this. OBGYN. He's like this the whole time. And I'm just looking across like, really? <laughs> This wide stance. He's got that. Is he dilated, Matt? Is he dilating? Is the baby crowning? He's got that Republican senator bathroom stance. <laughs> there, there was a meme on there. I guess Riker, Will Riker Day was a couple days ago. What I, is Will Riker I, Day? I have no idea. <laughs> you sit like Will Riker, so you. But uh, they, you know how he's always putting his leg up on like the furniture and stuff. And there's a scene of him with his leg up on the rock, and then Jordy also doing the same thing. He's like, "Hey, Jordy, let's air out our balls." And I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> but yeah, it was ridiculous. The. Legos. I didn't hear a word you said after Will Riker Day. My brain Nothing? broke at that moment. Your brain broke. You missed a funny. Jeff actually had a funny. There you go. <laughs> that was our moment. It's a good thing I recorded it. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. that way, that way, I don't That's miss all a we've thing. Got. That's all we've got. Well, He'll you, hear you it about can... ten times when he goes to edit things. Down. Edit yes, I will. <laughs> take it out. Yeah, <laughs> He'll take out my one good joke <laughs> for right. the, the podcast. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number four hundred thirty-three. I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And we're here to talk week and geek. Uh, you eat that microphone. Yeah. I've got you turned all the way up. Yeah. What? Yeah, we're not hearing you at all, buddy. Well, good. I'm just some guy. <laughs> oh, God. So you don't need to hear me. Wow. Just Who some, was so, it that traumatized guy? him so badly? I think it was Cthulhu Collector. Oh, I think, my goodness. I think he's the one. He really hurt his little snowflake Canadian feelings. <laughs> uh. <laughs> that guy that reads the 40K wants to know what the good books were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What the wait, hell? Wait, what? I don't know where that that came from. You, uh, you, said, you said he you, was traumatized by something. You can edit that one out too. So. You can edit that one out too. Make a time time. Uh, what time is it? Yeah, edit that one out too. That's right, because when Paulette listens to the podcast, right. he will be in deep trouble. <laughs> What's funny is I'll probably leave that line in. Kirsten, and that way she won't know she'll what never was know. said. She'll be like, tell me what it is. I'm like, I have no idea. And she'll hit me. <laughs> exactly. I might as well have left it in. I might as well have left it in. Well, whenever the big geek movie comes out, we always like that first week. I know that some of us see it. Some of us don't until that second week. So who saw Ready Player One? I and did. Up. Oh, wait, what? Who? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, so Matt... And Jeff, you saw Ready Player One. I did not. Kay did not. Yes. Uh, spoilerless impressions. What do you think? It's jam packed full of nostalgia Easter eggs. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun. The story is not like super super heavy, like complicated. So it's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, you're not going to get bogged down with too much minutia. Okay. So yeah. It's good. I I, I had a, a really good time with it. How about really you, Matt? It. It's one of those you got to see it multiple times to catch everything because there's right. some scenes in there in the background. Like I caught myself like looking like where, what's that back there? Ooh, what's that? And I miss 
whatever. But right. I will say that um, it's a window into what the future is going to be. <laughs> That's all I got to say because I see it going that way. The, I, the basic book plot being Oasis is the virtual experience that the world tunes into. Yes. The Oasis guy has... I. Th- I remember if he died or disappeared or whatever, but he leaves behind a challenge, and whoever wins that challenge wins Oasis. Right. That's the basic idea. Yes. All right. In as much as that, it does follow the the storyline. Um, I've never read the, read the book, but I enjoy myself for the movie. I, I am curious as to what was kept and what isn't, but... Have you read the book? I have not read the book, no. Uh, Hey, did you read it? No, I haven't read it yet. Um, Okay, so I'm the only one here that's read it. Professor Biggs said on Facebook, don't go expecting the book. Yes. Years ago, Torgo told me to read the book, but then more recently told me not to read the book until I saw the movie and then read the book. So that's that's the plan. That's where he's at. And he he has access to my Kindle library, so he can read it whenever he wants. Yeah. So I, I already have it downloaded onto my Kindle. Oh, he's ready to go. Uh, he is ready to go. I haven't started reading it yet because I just saw the movie today. All right. My favorite scene in the book, so it's just tell me this or no, the Dungeons and Dragons module of Tomb of Horrors, is that in the movie? I don't believe no. so. No. I didn't think it would survive, but boy, I was hoping. I was hoping. I'm uh, frankly amazed because it's a Warner Brothers film and it's also a Steven Spielberg production. I'm amazed they got to use as many different properties as they did because, wow. I, I mean, you're, t- you're talking like the gamut of all the media empires saying, okay, yeah, you can use this. That's, that's not something... I think if it weren't Spielberg directing, that would have never happened. There's a lot of cachet in that. Yeah. They'd have been like, Mick G, no, you're not <laughs> using this. Fuck you. But dead, dead air, dead air, dead air, dead air. Why, why do you always do that? You know he's going to snip that no, out. What if you don't that, say anything? The, the thing that fucks it up is that that moment of silence, I can see that on the waveform, yes, so knew. I can find it immediately. The I know. he goes, dead air, dead air, dead air. Yeah. I can't find the fucker. <laughs> I know yeah. this because I do audio editing too, but he's... Well, I don't, so yeah. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right now, the only way for that joke to work is for me to leave the whole goddamn thing in. Your so. new name is Dickhead Mac. <laughs> Dickhead D- Mac. Dick- yep. Dickhead Mac. Like yeah. All right. Dickhead, Dickhead Mac. Mac. <laughs> wow, that's like a. Come on, make it Dickhead Mac tonight. <laughs> I stand right. by my statement. You you no longer get to keep your your actual name. That's the whole point. <laughs> He, he was good until this moment. Now you lose <laughs> it. Yeah, you have officially lost some guy. <laughs> when you lose Zadie's Jeff, you lose the world. Gentlemen, what geeky things you do this wow. week? Wow. I just put up this I just put up the picture and Michael Johnson's already responded. That's that's pretty fast. Yeah. But it's ironic cuz he responded real fast to say well, I'm I'm just listening to last week's podcast now. Uh, <laughs> well, just just put that picture in because it kind of works the same way. Yeah. He was in a bind. He was a week behind. Same, he was ready to make a deal. Oh, oh, wow! <laughs> wow, is that <laughs> <your> <laughs> avatar? Are you saying Charlie Daniels is your Ready Player One avatar? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> wow. Although I still to this day maintain no. that the devil had a much better performance. Than oh yeah. 
than Johnny. Yeah, but a bunch of demons joined in and it sounded something like that, so that was just unfair. Devil cheats, I we just, all know I this. thought Johnny's rendition was rather cheap and derivative. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Are you really analyzing this? Really? Oh, I have in the past. Of course you, you have. You would be amazed the number have. of things no. I sit and think no. about. Nope. 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 When when I, uh-uh. when nope. Get rid of 80s, Jeff. Useless, Jeff. Oh, wow. Really? Sorry, man. I like Useless, that. Huh? Sorry, Useless, Matt. Jeff. No. You call me Big Dick Mac. <laughs> wait, 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 no, I big, wait. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> no, Big Dick. No, no, I don't think it was quite. <laughs> <laughs> Epic fail. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 nah. th- I think I wrote it down here. I think it says <laughs> Dickhead no, Mac. I like mine better. <laughs> I like mine better. <laughs> <laughs> I know you'd like it better, I like that but sadly. Useless Jeff, you called me Big Dick. Dick Kirsten, so you're useless, Jeff. I'm returning the favor. What? What? Oh. Oh. Why even come? You, you, well, we know who's bringing the funny. <laughs> you know that it's Torgo's job to stumble over words. It's not your job. Andy's you can't take his right bit. Now, and he's just like, oh, I've been replaced. Stay, yeah, stay over there. <laughs> With your wide Dude, stance. Dude, don't tempt him. He's sending now. He's sending pictures of sunsets and shit. Yeah, he's, 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 on, he's on the beach every day. Oh my god! Well, if he stays in Florida, it's going to be underwater in a few years anyway. He'll be coming back. Maybe he won't care. He'll oh, still be on the go. beach. Look, starfish. <laughs> yeah. So, what geeky things you do, gents? Uh, I did a lot of painting this week. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I've, I spent hours and hours on two two miniatures. Yeah, wait and, a second. And now okay, I've begun one, the next two. One, two, three, four hours of painting? Yes. You don't want to know how many hours he put into each one of those. <laughs> it's stupid. Some of those hours were just painting over mistakes, but painting oh, all the same. is that what it was? Okay. And that's Dude, the best my, you do? My painting, my painting <laughs> is so rusty that it's a good thing that I'm... Painting plague marines because wow. I can get away with some shit. I was right. gonna say I didn't see any rust on them. Yeah, yeah, I got the nice sleek tower. I need to, everything needs to be on point. Not looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah I've seen your paint job. Your your it looks like you use like a Easter egg dipper. Does it do one half and the Easter egg dipper on the other half? <laughs> you got that piece of copper. Yeah, copper wire. And he <laughs> then he puts the sticker on it and he's all done. In my defense, that was twenty years ago. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, fifteen-year-old me thought that was pretty damn awesome. Well, you know, you could probably paint over it. I don't have the money now. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Okay, so, I'm I stuck see. with that. But yes, eventually I will do hours and hours of painting. Now I will show you my bloodthirster, and you will be insanely jealous. I, I want to be. It. I want to be insanely jealous of your bloodthirster. It took me a week to paint that uh, demon. Nice. That's a big figure. Yeah. So. So. So why haven't I seen it yet? You brought your armies over. I didn't yeah. see the blood. It's still, it's still packed somewhere. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's missing. Along with a bunch of other stuff, yes. Oh, yikes. But I do remember wrapping it all up in bubble wrap, putting it in the box that says, fucker, bottom, fucker. Remember, okay? <laughs> Fuck face. <laughs> bottom. <laughs> Fuck face. Bottom, big dick, Mac. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just hoping he would, the mover was like, oh, yeah, really? And we'll just forget one box, and that'll be the box. Watch. <laughs> So you know what to look for. So yeah, I've done a lot of painting. Uh, I also spent some time looking over the highlights of Transworld 2018. Oh yeah. Transworld is the big haunted house convention where only haunted house runners are allowed to be go in and 
it's all the new animatronics for walkthrough haunted houses and haunted attractions. It's glorious. I like that you actually spent the time to explain that, where you could have just said Transworld 2018 and then just hey, left it useless. to the audience's imagination. Useless. No, no. Shh. Useless. <laughs> I, was, I was enthralled by his description of... <laughs> That shit. No, it actually the, the 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 videos were actually quite intriguing. Although after a while, it was literally the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah, from yeah, different angles. Todd yeah. loves that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's the work these people are churning out right now is so amazing, so detailed, intricate, oh, yeah. and gorily violent. It's beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I've I twi- twittered out the uh, picture of the gigantic animated Pennywise in full like spider arms grasping onto a child with a torn off arm. That Ouch. that animatronic gets a little annoying after a while because yes. there's a lot of child screaming. You, you it's, get used it's to it. It's fine when you're me. looking at it for a little while, but then you can hear it in the background when you're looking at other things. But a damn cool animatronic. So that's what I did with my week for the most part. Oh, I also finished uh, Empire's End, Chuck Wendig's third aftermath novel for Star Wars. This novel is the one that details the Battle of Jakku. Jakku! Jakku! Yeah, thank you. Chris, Chris thanks you as well. And that is a fantastic battle. I love how that battle plays out. I don't think they'll ever make a translated version of this like they'll film it or animated or anything like that but at some point they have to film the battle of jeku it is such a well played out interesting strategic battle of course i'm thinking in terms of star wars armada the tabletop war game and how that all plays out that, that is influencing this but wendig has created a great space battle that's not in battlefront i thought it was going to be coming to battlefront it it, it battlefront's sort of touches on it but as far as what's happening up in space on the outskirts of the planet itself and the final battle between the new republic and the empire amazing and also the end of that book starts to detail of the origin of the first order so you get to understand the philosophy of the first order and how that began okay in a philosophical way that was pretty cool too so the whole Chuck Wendig Aftermath series, I highly recommend it. That third book is my favorite of the three, and I like the first two. So big pluses on that. Also, Jakku is the desert planet that Ray was on, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So all the that all explains the, a lot with all the down ships. And yeah, everything. that's what oh. they're all scavenging on that planet is that uh-huh. battle. <laughs> that seemed very facetious. <laughs> was there sarcasm in that? I didn't catch it. Cut it with a knife. Yeah, no, I know. okay. <laughs> I thought I thought it was useless, Jeff. Oh, yeah. I also started reading Sandman Slim. Oh, the uh, the red light, green light that we talked about yeah. not that long ago. And uh, so Uh-oh. I'm about fifteen percent through it, yeah. enjoying it so far. Oh, past the hundred page test. So it's it's past the fifty page test. We oh, okay. put it that way. So right. it's hellblazery, as as to be expected. We'll see where it goes. I haven't made a decision whether I like it yet or not, but it's definitely very readable, quick and easy to read. That's everything I did this week. Gentlemen, what'd you do? Wow, you did a lot. I did absolutely nothing. Searching for a job. Did nothing That's in all the downtime? That's all I did. Well, good very on boring. you. Good on you. Paul, very... Paul, that appreciates it. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Right answer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Gentlemen. Oh, I was reading the 40K rule book. Ah. You never answered me, by the way. I'm a little upset about that, but anyways. Oh. Oh, your, your statement? <laughs> there was a question mark there, I assume. Let me check my text. Hold on. I, I tell you what. Go ahead and, and, and shoot me your statement and, and tell me uh, what, what it is you're, you're concerned about. I, I did tell you when we got into this that it's the eighth edition that they released this last summer for Warhammer that they did a complete overhaul. And there are things that are missing from classic Warhammer. There aren't any more of those templates anymore for blasts. And they've changed each of the, well, what are they called? The steps of battle. Well, what I was trying to look for is the to hit rules. So me shooting at your Plague Marines here. Mm-hmm. What do I need to hit? I can't find anywhere in there like strength weapon to armor class or whatever. I don't know. I haven't worked that far on the rules. I'm still in the fluff. Uh, if you don't know what fluff is, that's the <laughs> that's the story world built around the rules. So oh, it's, oh, is that what yeah, it is? It's, it's the mythology. Right. They, oh. in, in tabletop wargaming, apparently they call it fluff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the mm. RPG. Fluff is the narrative. It's the yeah. description. Crunch is the mechanics, the, the numbers. The fluff and the crunch. Yep. Fluff and crunch. That's adorable. Yeah. Sounds like a candy bar. I'll take it. Gentlemen, what else oh you do? Oh, my God. Fluff and crunch? Jeff. What? Fluff and crunch. The candy bar for gamers. TM. 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 <laughs> we don't have folks. Forget it. TM they, Geek Shock. They, they did do those gamer snacks for a little while. A little bag. Oh, and God. It was, yeah, those <laughs> terrible. Knights at the dinner table did the... <laughs> What they called hacker jacks, which were basically just repurposed cracker jacks, and they were like expired cracker jacks that they just <laughs> repurposed. They're not so, far off uh, oh, as far as what these these snacks were. Gamer snacks. Yeah, yeah they just they weren't interesting blends of stuff. The gamer snacks, the they peanut butter like, and jelly one, tried to was, be. Yeah, it was okay, but oh. yeah, like the little crunchy peanut butter slash jelly nodules that were in the. The mix were just kind of weird. Yeah. They weren't great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to give a shout out to Geek Shock Alt Facts, who Rock and roll. S- schooled me on uh, synth mods. Because apparently I did a butcher's job of describing, <laughs> uh, and it was really funny because it was like I fully expected Todd to know, so I threw it out there. Okay, Todd will take it away, and Todd's like, "I don't know what this is," and I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> it is it is rough when you have a Fuck. show like this, and you have and you you want to come forward with this information, but you and you you think about it in that moment, yeah. and you realize, "Oh shit, I know nothing about this to talk enough yeah, I about." I know, it. I know, and so just do what I do: trail off. Yeah. And I'm not going to pause the show so you can look it up on Wikipedia. So. Yeah, no. But yeah, I had I had nothing for you. I no, failed you, you, sir. You failed me. Yes, I did. That's okay. And I failed I failed the fans because uh. I gave a bad description, and now people are investing money, and in I don't know what. <laughs> so, but now now we got cryptocurrencies well, happening, and it's yeah. really cool. It's really funny because one of the things he and I were discussing is the physics behind it. The um, this is modular synth. Yeah, the modular synths, they get an oscillator that creates a sine wave, and that electronic information is fed into patches that then make sounds off of that. 
So it's basically taking the raw physics of sound, translating it electronically, and then using the electronics to create more waves, more, you know, uh, physical, not, not physical as in matter, but physics physical uh, expressions of the sound electronically that then is then turned into sound. Big and Dick, it, you following this at all? I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's really fascinating. It's really, really fascinating. And a lot of the music is actually very cool. So I was uh, picking up on Blipvert. 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 We uh, lost Useless, though. He's over there just looking up shit on his yeah, phone. No, he. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gave you a look there. Wow, you're really trying to make that Useless stick. Good <laughs> Lord, man. It ain't going to, though. No, it's not. The guy's the only made one of a stick on it would be Andy. Yeah, well. Oh, Andy's not here tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he yet it's still sticky it? over there. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, so now after that much better explanation, I'm probably going to get another DM from him. <laughs> but um, it, it's very interesting. It's really, really, it was really cool. The Alice knows his shit. And, um, well, I watched a little more net hack from uh, Matt Colville, which is fun. Now, have you thought about playing NetHack at all after watching oh all this? Oh, my God. Well, I almost did, and then he said something that kind of intimidated me because he was like, I've played enough NetHack that I know the rhythm of the game, so I know when I get this potion or that potion, I can get a pretty good idea of what's coming up and when to drink and not drink and this and that and when to pick up this sword and blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm no, I don't bother with that kind of shit. I just run around, pick stuff up, or fight things. That's and how so, I've played NetHack. Yeah, I'll just die all the time. I have never played that game expecting to make it to the bottom of the dungeon. Yeah. Never well, have, never will. From what I've heard, you don't. Yeah. You don't expect it because basically you will die. Yeah, he uh, he actually Colville said that he did an interview. I think I don't know if it was Turtle Rock or one of his first game developer jobs, game writer jobs, and uh, they were asking him about geeky things, and he said, "Oh well, I I have ascended NetHack. <laughs> I guess ascended is guess, the term. I guess that's a big thing. Yeah, and they were just like, "What? What? Because I guess that means you finished. I don't know, but anyway." So, I'd put that on a resume. Yeah. So doesn't matter the resume either. Bartending. I've been also doing a lot of D and D research because I'm really prepping for uh, for this next uh, next session. All right. So the next session of this the weird world that the you weird created, world the, the mini campaign the heavy metal yeah influenced. <clears throat> yep. So because basically I'm trying to give everybody a little something special. Um, Matt's hey, a, all right, you know, Mac over here was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. big dick. <laughs> so you thirty one, you thirty one, thirty one. So and then the barbarian trounces him. But anyway, but anyway, yeah. So that's been fun. I'm looking forward to that next game session this Sunday. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll. You get didn't meet because of Easter, I assume. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. was Easter. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, was that a text thread? The real holiday is today. This is every holiday, post-holiday chocolate day. This is the day. Yes. Get your fifty percent 
Candy. Your 25 cent peeps. Oh, <laughs> right. Didn't pick up any bunnies. Yeah, this is your day. You, you, you'll still have a few scraps left over tomorrow, but All I wouldn't right. wait any longer mm-hmm. than that. And Matt, happy Easter Monday. Oh, that's right. That's, that's, that's on every calendar I get. It's like Easter Sunday, U.S. Easter uh, yeah. Monday, Canada. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We got to now, be different. Now, so... so don't ask you why it's on Monday. Oh, I have no well, idea. Well, no, no. I was getting. Oh, okay. Is it is it actually Easter or is it just like like Martin Luther King or President's Day? It's the Monday that follows. You make it a long weekend. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was curious about that. Because so Easter like, happens over two days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm just trying to remember. So I didn't work on the Friday, and I didn't work on Monday. So it was a four day. In Canada, it's a slow boulder. Yeah. <laughs> took took a little while. It's a heavy boulder. It's hard to push from the there inside. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you do, gents? What else did we do? I got nothing. You got nothing? Yeah. Oh, uh, part of my preparation for the D&D game, I rewatched uh, uh, Ralph Bakshi's Fire and Ice. Oh, wow. The animated movie based on Frazetta works. So. You are going there. Yeah, that's right. See, how many times have you seen the movie? Oh, God. Five or six. It's okay. really funny because I'm one of the few people in existence that kind of like the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So Hated it. Yeah, there you go. So um, <clears throat> it's interesting looking at, at those two movies because there are some similarities. I've never seen Fire and Ice. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a Ralph Bakshi rotoscoped animated thing, you know, um, uh, Frazetta Iconics are characters, and the story is really super duper basic. There's a Death Dealer like character voiced by Michael Ironside. Oh, wow. So he sounds sufficiently badass. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, it, I mean, it, it, it's actually kind of prosaic. But uh, that, that approach that they had where they did the really neat watercolor or nicely painted backgrounds and then they would do their animation up front. So not as not as deep as like Lord of the Rings, which was really funny because a lot of people don't know Thomas Kincaid and James Gurney were two of Bakshi's background artists on this. I didn't know that. Thomas Kincaid, the uh, the painter, who they now have Kincaid galleries. Yeah. And you have all these bucolic house imagery. And I think it also is, is uh, has a religious theme to it as well. And then James Gurney is the uh, Dinotopia guy. I Dinotopia. had no idea they were involved in that. Yeah, neither did I until way forever later. Although it's funny because when you watch Lord of the Rings, you can actually see... Thomas Kincaid, you know, you can see the kind of glowy etherealness around home, homey, you know, type locations like Rivendell. That's very, you know, or Hobbiton. So it, it, it it's interesting. Yeah. But um, it, it also made me wish I, I like that they're doing live action fantasy movies. I mean, thank goodness for Lord of the Rings, actually giving that some respect and getting that out there. <sighs> But I, I actually wish they'd do, do animated fantasy again, you know? I was watching Heavy Metal a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man. So good. It'd be so cool yeah. if, they, if they just did another one. 
and and not go the way of heavy metal 2000. No, okay, I say that. <laughs> I found that on YouTube and I started watching it. Michael Ironside voicing yep. again, yeah. and I was just like, I can't, I can't. I just, ugh. It was such a big deal when that came out, too. Oh, man. Both of those have been on, like, epics, I think, in the last yeah. two or three months. So, so what was the last animated fantasy Adult movie? Adult fantasy that, movie? Yeah. Yeah, something that God, is Trolls or something. Jesus, question. I don't even know. It might, could have been Heavy Metal 2000. I mean, I don't fucking know. I had forgotten how jerky the animation was in Heavy Metal. I was watching oh, it yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a month ago. I'm going, wow, I seem to remember it being smoother than this. But maybe it's, I'm just, you know. Maybe it was the contact high you got from the lobby before you got in there. Uh, oh, I never saw it in the theaters. I saw oh. it on home oh, video. In the kitchen, so. then. Yeah. That, that, that scene, the courtroom scene, still one of my favorites. Stern! <laughs> Yeah, or Tarna. Oh, uh, oh, Matt Colville's character in NetHack is always Tarna the Valkyrie. Ah. And it's really funny because people in the chat will be like, hey, is there some history behind the name Tarna? And he'll be like, yes, there is. And then he'll go on and ignore the rest of the question. And answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that, uh, that was, I remember, yeah. Well, and like, like in Lord of the Rings, I still remember the first time somebody got cut with a sword. And as a kid, I wasn't prepared for that. It didn't traumatize me, but it was just sort of like uh, Aragorn. I think it was Aragorn hits a orc with a sword, and I was just like, "Oh, I didn't know animation could do this!" And it was just like such a glorious moment. It just the same. I mean, I mean, there's anime, sure, but it's tough to find. If if you don't have that. Crunchyroll subscription. It's tough to find anime. I mean, Netflix is is Netflix has it, but you kind of have to dive couple. deep. Yeah. yeah, you have to really go looking for it. Yeah. And uh, Amazon Prime has it too. Yeah, but again, you have to go diving deep. It, it's really yeah. I, I've been through their their lists, and it just you know. Um, I mean, the main thing I want to watch is Bleach, which is a huge fucking. That show has got bajillions of episodes, um, but I can't. I can't get the subscription to. It might be Funimation because, like, okay. Crunchyroll and Funimation. It's basically kind of settled out now. One is the dubbed one, and one is the subtitled one. Sort of. It's not a perfect. Don't don't DM me alt facts, <laughs> okay? <clears throat> but it, that, that's sort of how it's shaken out too. And and I hate dubbed. Oh God, I hate dubbed. So I want to watch the subtitled. And man, if you're not paying those fucking commercials, they'll drive you fucking bats. Does it play the same one over and over again? Yes, yes. It's four or five times in a row. And it's not even like there's this nice smooth algorithm to insert it. It just is like chop and there it is. And oh God, and it'll cycle. You'll sit there for 15 minutes, nothing, ha- no commercials, and you're totally wrapped up. And then for the next five minutes, every minute, there's some commercials. It's just bam, 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 bam. Which you, service what? is this one? Crunchyroll? Uh, th- yeah, yeah. It's the Funimation Crunchyroll. They're, I think they're now owned by the same company. Okay. And they both do, they both do anime. They also, or is that Amazon? That might be Amazon. They do actually some live action Japanese TV too. What, what do you hate about the dub though? Just like they pick the wrong voice actors for uh, a lot of that, um, okay. because boy, yeah. they can really, really be different. 
they can the 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 American feel can sometimes be so divergent from the Japanese, um, and also. I mean, yeah, I know, I know, it's animation, but still, the lack of matching in the mouth will okay. drive me fucking nuts. Because uh, my brain will, you know, I'll go all Jeff, and my brain will <laughs> interpret it like the audio is out of sync, and it drives me crazy. Because I just, I, I just, I'm similar I just, with that. I just, I just want to scream. And see, I'm exactly the opposite. I cannot do subtitles oh, because yeah. I. The, the style of mind that I have, I just devour words. So if I have nom, subtitles nom, nom, on, nom, nom, all I'm nom, doing nom, is watching the subtitles and I cannot actively watch whatever it is that I'm viewing because all I'm doing is reading. I'm the same. It's like I'm read, read, read. Like yeah. uh, I remember when I saw Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon in the theaters, I was so miffed the fact that I could not get my eyes to go up from the subtitles and try to take in the whole screen and then read the subtitles. I spent most of the movie reading the subtitles and I felt like I was losing out because I couldn't see all of the action that was going on because I was focusing on the reards. That that it was so I still remember that day a whole bunch of us from Star Trek went to see it and we all sat down. <clears throat> and one one of the funny bits was Professor Biggs and his incredibly loud eating. <laughs> <laughs> Biggs, Biggs is just arr, 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 with the popcorn, and and he he wouldn't like just gently pick up his popcorn. He would you know multiple scoops <laughs> to get a nice big handful, and you know just have a popcorn ball. Yeah, at the time. And, and then when he finishes the popcorn, and and he you know you get the sucking noise from the empty the cup. I hate and, that sounds so. Much. And I was with Chad Randall. And so Chad and I are looking at each other and we're laughing because it's like, oh, thank God, Steve's done. He pops the top off and suddenly crunch, 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 crunch. <laughs> He's chewing the ice. And, and Chad and I just looked at each other and fucking died. Which is saying a lot because seeing a, a movie with Chad Randall is a story for a whole other yeah. podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chad and I, we started off Crouching Tiger laughing hysterically because the shit you not, Jeff... We sat down, the movie starts, and the first person says a line, uh, you know, Shulen uh, uh, is here, yeah, 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 you know, or Limu um, Bai is here. And the subtitle comes up, and it shit you not, behind us, we hear, Are you going to read this to me, Bubba? <laughs> Hell no. And four frat boys stood up and walked out. <laughs> right there at the fucking beginning. <laughs> Hell no. Are you going to read this to me, Bubba? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just Chad and I just started laughing, and then and then S Steve started eating, and that was, boy. But I love that movie. <laughs> but that was that was a great moment. Oh, that that beats the Fear Road moment with fucking Andy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Jesus. Seriously, seriously. All right, refresh me on the the road moment. We went to the Galaxy Luxury. Okay. Where you can bring oh, in oh, a drink. Yes. 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 Yes, you remember. Oh, this okay. is oh, this is when Andy stole your Guinness, Guinness on you. bath. Okay. Yes, the Guinness bath. Yes. <laughs> and I thought he was fucking with us. Andy puts down his cup, and you hear Matt. Seriously? It's Seriously? all it's all dark in the theater, and then you just hear it's all silent. The movie's getting ready to start, and then you just hear me. Seriously? Really, Andy? Really? You just did that? And then my wife going, "Relax. Oh, just relax." Paulette, Paulette, telling Matt. You have to calm down. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've heard that exchange. 
And we got there late, and Andy wasn't there yet. And I said to her, I'm like, watch, Andy's going to sit next to me. And he's, he's going to spill, spill everything over me. me. And what happens? He just Tasia put down his just... beer and slosh. <laughs> and Andy's like, oh, did I spill on you? <laughs> yes! <laughs> you have to calm down. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, God. I'm so mad. <laughs> you still get incensed when you re- repeat the story, I know. too. Because oh, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. it was... <laughs> I have to drink some water to cool down. It's been years. Yeah, you're it's even, been years. You've been red in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Big red Matt. And, and, and the look on his face. And the look on Andy's face. Like, the innocence. Like, sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Because it was it was wonderfully Andy. Do you, you want me came. to add insult to injury for you, Matt? Oh my! Go ahead. If you ask them at Galaxy, they will give you a lid for the cup for your beer. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, no lid for Andy. No lid for Andy. And, and I, I know. That's why I'm saying. There's your insult. The way he just he, he just, just, just dropped he it. He just drops it. Yeah. The, doesn't doesn't place it in the cup. No. You're... Oh, see, this is a detail I'm just now hearing for the first time. He dropped it into the yes, cup holder because it's Andy. He's just. And it's full right up to the fucking top, and he's wow. Now, now that really is a dick move. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and he's a dick. See, now I get it. Now I get the the. <laughs> now the, I understand the, why you're red. Why you're so after red two in the years. face? <laughs> Seriously? Seriously? I thought he was fucking with me. I start laughing. Oh, Matt's so damn funny. <laughs> and then I hear Paulette. You have to calm down. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That K's over there nice and dry. laughing. Oh, yeah. Well, that that was um, because Matt was on one seat, empty seat between us. I'm the next seat. So it's him or me. It's him or me. Luck of the draw. Yeah. I don't think luck was involved. (laughs) I think that was some forward thinking staging on Kirsten's part. He's like, hmm, the cup holder's on the right-hand side. <laughs> if I sit on his left-hand side. Oh, no, it doesn't matter yeah. for Andy. There was one movie we were watching, and um, we're just sitting there, and I reach for my drink, and I'm like, where the hell's my drink? And there's Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and I look at him, and he, it's great. He's got his lips on the straw, and he turns and looks at me, and then he's like, <laughs> and I just look at him, and he's like, "Sorry." <laughs> you, you see, you see, you see. Andy finds a way. Yeah. <laughs> oh Chaos. God. Ah, yeah. uh, let's do some emails, gentlemen. Hi, guys. Hello. 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 You, hey. you fellas spoke of the sad closing of retail staple Toys R Us. Commander K raised a great point oh. about the importance of brick-and-mortar experience. Mm. While it's great to have a forum to try before you buy, it's also great to have a store you can get to and replace something right away. Uh-huh. Case in point, I recently wrote and recorded an album on a laptop I've owned for about six years. It was a little balloon knot juggernaut of a laptop surviving a couple of moves, various recording projects, as well as some video editing. This damn thing began dying the day after I released the album via Bandcamp. It took three days for the death to run its course. But I backed the laptop up the very night the old one died. 
Oh, I think I skipped the line. I backed up everything I absolutely needed. Ah, that's the line. Because a brick and mortar appliance shop exists, I was able to replace my laptop the very night the old one died. Uh, not paying for shipping, not waiting for delivery, not damaged in transit or having it stolen from the porch. I got to start setting up my new computer right away. So, yeah, there is a place for the brick and mortar experience. Not to mention game shops that serve the dual function of marketplace and social gathering center. Yeah. And music shops where you can meet up with other people starting starting a band or bookshops that let you find something hidden on the shelves that you can take home right away. Sure, the convenience of buying from the internet is great, but it will never fully replace instant gratification or having to make an emergency purchase. Since I mentioned the album I made, Shock Monkeys can check it out at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. It's a Black Sabbath-flavored doom metal with Lovecraftian lyrics. I'm in. Uh Uh-oh. I guess that makes it geek metal? Keep doing what you guys do. Much love, Justin, a.k.a. Froyog Software. So, yeah, he's got a, his group, The Plague Physicians. So, theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. If you want to check out some Lovecraftian doom metal. Wow. Cool. Why do I envision the band dressed up like uh, Mushroom Head? That works. Yeah. Now I'll take it. Yeah. All right. That's what I get from that. Next question is from the guy that doesn't know Matt's name. Big Dick Mac. Here we go. Yeah. This is from Cthulhu Collector. Fuck you. (laughs) Much love. Much love. I kid, I kid, I kid. (laughs) You okay over there? We're losing K tonight, big time. He's turning redder than you are, Matt. Oh, God. No, because I'm... I'm thinking of poor collector because he like DM'd me. I feel so bad. I I didn't oh. mean to upset him, and I'm just like it's all right. It's Matt. That's what he does. This is this is what it's like to know him. You're fine. What you can't see is uh, Jeff's actually holding them back down with chains <laughs> as he's trying to jump onto the console. No. All right. If the Oasis was real, like in Ready Player One. What avatar would you be? I've been thinking for two days now, and I can't even begin to decide. This is from Cthulhu Collector. So we, we're, we're taking this to the next level, Cthulhu Collector. Uh, we're not only going to say what our own avatar would be. We're also going to open up the floor to the other gentlemen as to what they think our avatar should be. All right, cool. Mm. All right. I'm going to answer first so you don't steal it, Torgo. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, my avatar would be an Adeptus Astatus, Space Marine. You think that's what I would have chosen for my <laughs> avatar? I don't know. There's a small percentage because you're painting escapades. Maybe you're <laughs> the last thing on your mind. Exactly. A Yo, that, seven uh, foot Warhammer 40k Space Marine. Right a there. Seven foot tall. Started. Now, what chapter? Ultramarines. <laughs> Salamander. Iron Fist. Iron Fist oh. chapter. Okay. Nice and yellow. And sexy. Yes. Uh, it would be the, the the echo of the grill talking everything. Definitely. That would be my avatar. Wasn't Iron Fist the leader of the Berserkers? The Berserkers! The Berserkers! Uh, I thought he was some hmm. white martial arts dude. No. Yes. Who always complains about... No. <laughs> <laughs> Get oh, wait. Started. So you're... Your space, yeah. space Marine is a defender? 
No. Oh, okay. Oh. No. All right, so Matt's... But that's what I would be. Obviously Definitely. going to be a souped-up, two-hearted, multi-stomached, gigantic space marine. That's correct. From the Warhammer 40K universe. So, gentlemen, I open up the floor. What do you think Matt's avatar is? I think it's, I think it's the guy... That's on. That's reaching out in front of the pentagrams on the cover of Twenty One Twelve. That's who I think his avatar is. Ah, from from Rush. That's, yeah, that's pretty okay. good. Yeah, that's what is that I think a Canadian thing? What? <laughs> yeah, right. How dare you? Yes, it's see, a Canadian thing. See, I I was gonna say a red and white version of Captain America. It's, ah, yes. It's just, but instead of the eagle or the A, it's a maple leaf. Sure. Captain, Captain you know? Canada. I have a picture in his, there somewhere. I sent him one time. His shield has Captain a big Canada. red maple leaf on it. It just says, yeah. I'm you know? sorry on the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jeff, do you have one for Matt or you're going to give him a pass? No, oh, no. Come on, Jeff. Ugh. you got to avenge that useless. <laughs> Don't be useless now. I, I, I'm going to say a Guinness soaked towel. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm wrong. The last thing you're thinking about, it's him. Yeah. Okay. He's the one. The last, yeah. And I will answer for Andy. Andy wouldn't make it to the Oasis because he'd spill everything and break all his equipment. Okay? So he'd be loading, then he'd be gone, and then we'd call him and be like, oh, I spilled everything all over my equipment. Again. He'd be standing there with his headset on. Oh, oh, God. Oh. Oh, God. You know, actually, I think, okay, you know, in, in the Oasis... Your your avatar is typically everything that you're not. So he'd be like Fred Astaire, you know, light and graceful on his feet, you know, absolutely. Oh, oh wait, are we doing Andy's smooth? avatar? Right yeah. Now? yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, dancing with a yeah a, a broomstick. Gotcha. Uh, okay, if we're doing okay, so we're doing exactly Andy's. the opposite of the way he is in real life. Okay, we've moved on to Andy, Fred okay. Astaire. I love the idea. I'm gonna cast a, his avatar as Gertie the dinosaur, the first animated dinosaur ever. To be committed to cell- celluloid. Okay, so that's pretty good. So that's- I was I was gonna go with uh, he'd be some kind of cartoon. He'd be uh, like a fresh off the pages of Christmas Puss uh, cartoon Andy <laughs> version of himself. He would be the sausage. Uh, all those f- no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Holding off. <laughs> you, you mean the first draft phallic sausages, or are we talking about the, the final draft non-offensive sausages? Uh, the, the non oh. get them arrested yeah. version. <laughs> I, I love the idea of a book called Not Offensive Sausages. I'm just that's, that's a good title well, for anything. That, that for this day and age, it's pretty much all you can do. Yeah. So. Uh, any other uh, Andy thoughts for avatars? <laughs> you got mine. <laughs> well, we got Matt and we got Andy. So yeah, okay, we got those out of the way. Uh, mine, uh, I, I thought about many wonderful ideas, but I, I have to go with my namesake. I'm going to be Torgo, a very fast and agile Torgo. So oh. you're going to see him move with that cane. But I'm going to take Torgo. Would his theme song be sped up for you? So as fast as he's moving, absolutely. I would annoy all other players. See, I totally would have seen you as like Freddy. I can get behind Freddy, certainly. You know what? Even even better than that, it'd be like a, ma- a mixed mash of all of them. You see, like oh, Pinhead, Freddy, Jason. He's the Super Scroll of Horror. Just like one hand would be like the Freddy with the gloves. The other hand, you'd be holding the machete, and your face would be Pinhead. And let's see what else. I like this idea. Yeah. Well, you're a Thanos fan, so your suit would be blue, <laughs> gold in there. <laughs> I wow. accept your proposal. See, I, I would have had an anthropomorphic otter. 
<laughs> the otter. How did I forget that? Yeah. You, you, it was funny. I was watching some animal vids on YouTube, and there was this one thing where this kid was like with this sea otter in the tank. Uh, this is the, the you know, the, the clear-sided, the clear uh, yes. plexiglass side tanks. And the otter is coming up right at the kid's face, and it's opening its mouth up. Have you have you ever seen? Those are some fucking teeth. Oh, yeah. Those guys have got teeth from hell. You, you want to see something almost terrifying? Look up what an otter skull looks like. Oh, it Jesus. looks alien, otherworldly. Oh, that, that's like, that's like, yeah. like, like when they show you Shih Tzu. Yeah. skulls or you know those little dog toy dogs yeah and you're like they're no they're, they're, they're hideous yeah <laughs> it's like oh my god what do we do to those poor creatures and then you see the skulls oh um but yeah. also there would be a over-the-top 80s like clown um hair oh, okay. <laughs> on top of your uh there I'll you go it. there you go just for the pennywise i'll yeah. take it wow all right Kay, what's your avatar well, I gave it some thought. <clears throat> I'd be Silver Surfer, but with hair, <laughs> like long flowing mane. No, no, no. Oh, just, okay. just like my hair, but oh, you okay. know, like, like a, a gold version of Silver Surfer type hair. You know how Colossus, his hair is kind of just like one uniform. Okay. So it'd be a gold version of that, and then I'd be Silver Surfer otherwise. You know, but except maybe I'd have clothes on. For you, I was thinking. I was, I was actually thinking. Friends, that is Death Eater. Oh really? Yeah, I think that's that'd be. All oh, right, that's what I'd say. Hey, for years. how about that, Matt? Well, it's better than mine. Remember, we talked. <laughs> I I saw you as an Andorian with a red shirt. On. Yeah, yeah, a red shirt Andorian. <laughs> red shirt Andorian. So he goes to the Andorian, but then I'm a red shirt. Although, you, actually, you do have to do the red for the Andorian. That's just a great, you know, 1960s color television yeah. contrast. Oh, sure, got to do that. The red I, and the blue. I was thinking if you get some version of the Mirror Universe uniform where they kind of did a fancy yeah. version of the dress uniforms but get that in like Scotty's red with the gold piping. That would be cool. I could do that. That's what I got for you. And the you. dagger. I love those daggers from the Mirror Universe, man. Oh, yeah. See, I always thought Kirsten's avatar should be in not 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 an insult. but So when you say something like that, it is an insult. So go ahead. <laughs> I always saw him as the dungeon master from the Dungeons & Dragons cartoon. Oh, that's oh, fun. No. I kind of dig that. All right, so I'm a Yoda ripoff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's the way I live my life. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's uh, let's throw a, a bit of a, a twist on this. Barry's avatar. Oh my god. Well, I know he wants his avatar to be Lopan because yes, it he was w- for years. Yes. Um, what do we see his avatar as being? I I see Barry's avatar as a little Barry body with a beholder head. <laughs> just filled with all the anger and just just like right there just uh, you know i say his avatar is just a natural progression of himself uh cousin it <laughs> um <laughs> that a progression or a regression <laughs> barry's avatar is him with a shaved head <laughs> oh he would wake up and that would be his nightmare there you go. That's that. <laughs> that's what you stick him in when you're trying to break him. I'm gonna totally pay for this later. I yes, know. you are. He's gonna hear this. You know, like fucking Gunter. <laughs> now he's somebody that should shave for Saint Baldrick's. So that's <laughs> there that, you go. That's yeah, that's some sacrifice. That's like five or six kids yeah, getting wigs. It's yeah. long enough for the, yeah them to actually make wigs out of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 
It's on you, Barry. Be a good person. Yeah. Give one for the kids. And and Shock Monkeys, what's your avatar? Put it on Shock Monkeys layer. I want to know what uh, you choose for yourself. And you know what? If you're feeling up to it, choose one for us if we haven't oh, mentioned yeah, one sure. that you, you like. There you go. So that's a, I like this avatar game. This is fun. <laughs> Jeff. What? <laughs> Nothing. Because I haven't thought of one yet. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at him like, there's me. I'm here. Jeff, I'm not leaving you out. What do you No, have? I... I, I <laughs> There's so many to choose from. I, I really had a difficult time. And this is why we moved on. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know. No, right. Okay, but you know what? We can give Jeff some help with an avatar. A lab coat, some goggles, you know? I had at one point said I was going to do uh, Doc from... There we go. Doc Brown from Back to the Future, but then I'm like... I'm not that crazy. I'm wow. close, but I'm not that crazy. Well, that that would be that would be the beauty of it. Yeah, you know, you come in looking like Doc Brown, but you're laid back, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, mm. you're the dude. Yeah, the dude Brown. The dude Brown. Dude Brown. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Jeff, uh, for his avatar, I am going to assign him uh, the guy that wears the weird glasses in Mannequin. Hollywood. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> Uh, wow <laughs> hey man i went with doc brown so i just want to put that out mad you got help for jeff i got nothing no okay what nothing what just like okay uh-oh i see it turning an avatar average no facial features nothing just just slender man something like that Ooh. yeah not not slender man something like that no emotion <laughs> <laughs> crash test dummies there we go okay. <laughs> i was gonna say i you know if i had to pick a star trek character it'd definitely be a vulcan but uh yeah but i'm not that emotionless i just seem like i am there you go <laughs> marvin, marvin martian you're two no 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 the 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 depressed robot in hitchhikers oh god yeah <laughs> so he's a crash test yeah. vulcan there you go all right but I'm not depressed. Well, I. But you just you sound it. You'll just sound depressed. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. Your your modulator is yeah. stuck in. Uh, All right. Paul will be Neelix. Wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> that's Yikes. a that's a cut to the bone. That's that's a strike to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Paul right now is grabbing his chest like. Ugh! No, he's what not. the hell? What's this about? Yeah, what's but, going on? But that's no, because of what he. I was gonna say, not it's, not that, it's not that he's ever going to listen to the show. No, no, no. Here. I mean, like, but <laughs> he, right, he, right, right at this yeah. moment, he's like, <laughs> "There's a disturbance uh, in the force." Yeah. Uh. No, that's called nachos. So yeah, shock monkeys, throw it up on the layer. I want to know what you think. What's your avatar? What's Jeff's avatar? Hey, and what's everyone else's avatar? Yeah, let's, let's really yeah, just open cut this loose. Go crazy. Yeah, Jeff, Mandy, Jake. Who are they? Oh, Jake. Uh, I'm going to choose for Jake Elvira. <laughs> Jake's going to be Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm like formulating all these ideas. And, <clears throat> well, I went in a di totally different direction. But, <laughs> mm. All right. We, we actually got two different, uh, two different emails with the same question. I'll, I'll read the both. One we received a while ago and one we received just this week. So 
I'll read them both. The same question, though. Uh, first one, Dear Master Torgo, the man who keeps the monkeys and the monkeys that you don't want let out. If I don't get a pizza in ten minutes, I'm letting the monkeys loose. It's it's a reference to a Kids in the Hall sketch. It's, yeah. Yeah. Jeff does. Jeff does. I know. I've listened to your entire catalog and was up to date. I'm crushing your head. <laughs> Where's my pen? My pen. My pen. You got my pen? That's my pen. Ah, give me my pen. Is he stabbing someone? With I use that one every time I loan my pen out and nobody gets it. You've got my pen. You've got my pen. Hang on the side of the taxi. My pen. <laughs> and these are the Daves I know. <laughs> I, I, I always confuse kids in the hall with the young ones. That's, so. a, that's a weird... Yeah, <laughs> so very different show. I know because I don't know either one of them. So every time people make kids in the hall references, I'll be like, "Mike, you bastard!" And, <laughs> and they look at you like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This, oh, this okay. Guy. We'll have yeah. more lentils. Yeah, absolutely. Very <laughs> exactly. kids in the hall. <laughs> uh, I've listened to your entire catalog. Was up to date almost last year you until I got laid off. I got a new job last November and now spending my time again catching back up. I'm currently in September 2016. Oh, do you have some surprises headed your way? (laughs) (laughs) So not so far out, but that has nothing to do with what I'm writing about. The reason for this email is to ask, what is your guilty, shameful pleasures? You know, the things that you'll go buy no matter what how bad or good it is or how much society says it's bad uh, like for me it is jrpgs and the, the not triple a ones like final fantasy although i do love them i'm talking about games like this i can't i don't even know what this says this gaia this gaia maybe or the At- atelier series that one series i actually like the atelier series where you're a girl who is creating a potion shop Okay. It's an excellent, excellent JRPG series. And for another media type, uh, I, I really liked One Piece. Now remember, these are items that society deems bad or shameful to like. Like Transformer movies, past the first one, or the prequels for Star Wars. I say limited to one or two items, like my JRPGs above. I just like to know that maybe go hunt, even though there are others, see it as bad, and the reason why you like it. I, I don't, I can't, that's what it says. That's a weird sentence. I just like to know what maybe to go hunt up even, oh, she wants to hunt up things <laughs> that we say is our guilty pleasures. Got you. I'm wow. following you now. I, I can, I do have reading comprehension. I know mm-hmm. this should provide at least a few minutes, if not a whole show of content. Well, I'll give you a few minutes anyway. Uh, <laughs> one of the monkeys in the closet also tosses ice cream in the socialite way. Kesa. Uh, Kitsugi. She wrote it out phonetically for me. You're gorgeous for that. Kesa, thank you so much for allowing me not to screw up your name. So I will let you think on that for a second while I read the other email that basically asked the same thing. Okay. Uh, This one from Croak the DJ. As I normally do, I have a myriad of questions that make people think, what the hell is Pat smoking this week? Truth be told, it was super sour diesel pre-roll. They are on sale. As the hard-hitting questions come about, I like to turn them on end and point them in the direction of the most intelligent men I know. After that, I ask some of 
you guys, other weird oh! And here goes. Whether it be food, music, book, movie, or fapping to midget furry hentai porn with Spanish subtitles, what is your secret guilty pleasure? Would you like to see the puppies from those buddies movies take on Star Wars? What is the good side dish to go with oven roasted porn? All right. Guilty pleasures. Stuff that society says nay and you say yay. Snuff porn. Wow, no, you went I'm, straight I'm, into it. <laughs> straight into it. I figure I'd take the pressure off everyone else. No, I don't. I'm, I don't know. That's guilty pleasure. Matt, Matt's so shameless, he has no guilty pleasure. The one, I, the one that even comes close would probably be wrestling. Okay. There you go. That's but, a good one. Yeah, but there's yeah. so many wrestling fans. Can you really call that a guilty pleasure? Well, see, that's what... I have to admit. <laughs> rewind it. What did I say? And then what did he say? All right, thank you. Although I, I caught some of the Luchador Underground. That stuff's good. Ooh. I was I was enthralled by that one. That's been yeah, a while since what wrestling stopped me and made me watch it. Dude, that's so over the top. That one. It really is. Those <laughs> are those people are getting beat the fuck up. Yeah. Oh my word. Is there a truth to the whole or oh April Fools? Never mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Nothing. No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 you got me. No, you have my full no. attention. Go no, ahead. No, no, no. I am too intrigued to move on. What? 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 what Disney you? buying the WWE. I love it. I love it. <laughs> it was like Disney's going to uh, drop $5 billion and buy the WWE. I wouldn't put it past them, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure that's a it's a fakey yeah. fakey. All right, so that's your guilty uh, My guilty pleasure is very well known. I am very much into Canadian high school melodrama. Degrassi. Degrassi is what I'm talking about. Yep. <laughs> yes. I... I I fully admit it. I was going to say Practical watch. Jokers is your guilty pleasure. Impractical Jokers is just a plain out pleasure. There's nothing guilty about it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty horrible. It's I just said fantastic. with you, those, those YouTube rabbit holes you go down. Like, Okay, you know that what? That too, yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot. Plush time wins. Watching <laughs> two young 20-year-olds do claw machines for yeah. a half hour. You're right. That's that, that certainly fits right in this regard. And Porgs. My my shameless love of porgs. I have many. You do. Oh, by the way, there many is going to be players. a ten-inch porg Funko. What was that? Uh, There's going to be a ten-inch Funko porg. Oh, oh porg. porg. Okay, porg. okay. <laughs> porg. <laughs> After your new name, I wasn't sure where yeah, you were really. going. <laughs> Big porg, Matt. <laughs> uh, nothing for you. <sighs> I don't know. Is do I have a guilty pleasure? Uh, is there something I should be ashamed of, guys? Um, I don't know. Rotoscope animation <laughs> from the seventies. What? Rotoscope animation from the seventies. Okay, okay, there you go. Bakshi movies, Fire and Ice, Lord of the Rings, the animated that you know Jeff hated. Sure. Yeah. Um, hated it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, along that vein, I always actually I have gone before uh to hawk the slayer oh yes which is uh it's a it's a not not great fantasy movie but it has tremendous heart sure and there, there's a lot of bad 80s fantasy especially yeah, oh, in the early 80s good god yeah i mean the the one conan the barbarian kicked off all of that stuff except they were working at a fraction of the budget that 
Conan had. It's like the sorceress and sword and the sorcerer, yeah. the beast master, uh, Amazon queen. That was the the what the hell was her name? Lana. Oh, I can't remember. She's a B eighties B movie queen and. She plays this Amazon queen who's constantly getting raped. Oh, jeez. Jesus. Yeah. 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 What that name the, is for research purposes? What is it? That's, Amazon. The, that's the pitch? <laughs> yeah, barbarian queen or something like that. Okay. Listen, listen, Steve. I got this idea for a movie. Yeah. We got, it's called Amazon queen. Yeah. <laughs> Bear with me. We cast your wife. <laughs> and, you know. Well, that's... Jeez. Those, those... Well, no. It's like those freaky Hollywood guys because so many of those movies... We're like that. It's like she is married to the guy who's producing this movie that has like five or six sex slash rape scenes in it. Yikes! Hey, Bill, how's your sister? Yeah, eighty fantasy I, movies. I, I don't. I don't actually really like the majority of those movies. No, most of them are terrible. It, it was really transparent. You know, they're trying to capitalize on the Conan thing. It's one Would, called Alcor, I think. I've only seen it in Rift Traps. Oh, uh, yeah. Ator. Ator, yes. Yeah. 1983. Mm-hmm. Um, Dude, I got the original Masters of the Universe movie. That's Live a, action one. There we you go. Know um, <laughs> no, that's that's a, that is a really good example. And a fine <laughs> example of a guilty pleasure. <laughs> that's a good one. I remember that. I love I loved that one. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I mean, I guess something like that. Abraxas. <laughs> You know what? Holy crap. Yeah, I got a whole bunch. <laughs> it's all coming oh, back well, to me. Well, yeah. And I mean, you know, just uh, and all of those 80s post-apocalyptic, right? I mean, like you can't be guilty about the original Death Race 2000. That was a Corman classic. Right. But then you started getting Death Sport and, and Kill... Sport. Desert. Kill and Sport. Kill, kill Sport, sport. yeah. <laughs> that, that probably is the one sport uh, Todd would watch. You kill, kill Sport. Uh, but the well, oh, uh, the game of heroes that the, the Rutger Hauer one that we all have to watch someday. It's the post-apocalyptic. Oh, oh the one Ru- that we were told about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Andy actually found that. Oh wow! So we actually have to break that open and watch it at some point. Rock and roll. Uh, that's a fine choice, Jeff. Do you have a guilty pleasure? Yeah, a couple I thought of right off the bat. Um, Hudson Hawk is a You've is a perfect that example. Before, yeah. I know I've mentioned that on here before. It's just a fun, silly movie that doesn't take itself too seriously. But everybody, the world, the world hates it. it. The world hates it. I think they went into it expecting something that it wasn't. I think it's a movie that knows what it is. They but, want to die hard. But three. the audience, yeah, the audience <laughs> doesn't <laughs> know what it is, so they don't know what to make of it. Um, so when that fucked up, they actually had to make Die Hard three, right? Um, Airwolf is another oh, wow. guilty pleasure oh, boy. because yeah. it one. doesn't hold up too well, but I still enjoy watching it because it's just like if you know anything about you know aircraft design and physics and all these things, it's just there's just no way this thing could exist. <laughs> but it's so much goddamn fun, and and Stringfellow Hawk is like the worst hero. He's just he's not a very likable character most of the time. But you can't help but love watching him do what he does. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are those are the two right off the bat that I thought were easy <gasps> uh, ones. Origin- or Blue Thunder too. That the blue the movie uh, Blue that, Thunder. That whole, that whole era of 
ultra super modern super air well, yeah i was gonna say well the blue thunder movie of course predated airwolf but yeah the, the movie blue thunder uh jaffo yeah and it's funny too because from a engineering standpoint blue thunder is a little bit more realistic but still so over the top that you're like there's no way this could happen <laughs> This thing would never get off the ground, let alone fly. Absolutely. But. One of those movies as a kid, I remember being rated R, so I wasn't allowed to watch it. Yeah. So I had to watch it in my mind by listening to my friends describe it. And today, that is the only way that movie exists in my mind is oh, from the description We have to of my destroy friends. that. Uh, that movie, Commando. And uh, for a little while, when I was young, Poltergeist. I lived Poltergeist oh, throughout. Commando through was my a good friends. one. Commando was so such a good one. I love that. <laughs> wow, he's in. Look yeah. at him. Yeah. Hell, you talk about childhood traumas. Like when I the first time I saw the uncut version of Blue Thunder. Oh, I'm glad that, you went to a movie. Okay. The, <laughs> the scene where they're breaking Jaffo's fingers, where they're trying to torture him, freaked me the fuck out when I was a kid. Because I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, what are they doing to this kid? <laughs> Yeah, there yeah. was a there was a Burt Reynolds cop movie called Sharky's Machine. Yes, oh, I've hey, seen it. And remember the preview? Yeah, of and, a guy flying out the window. And and there's there's some cutting off fingers yes. torture scene. And oh, I, I yeah. was just like, uh, it was yeah, Burt Reynolds oh. too. They cut off his fingers. Uh, oh, what was it? Uh, yeah, uh, the one that they just remade, Death Wish. Mm. I don't know which version of it is where they take oof. the uh, so many of them. the 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 guys trying to take the old lady's ring off and can't get yeah. it off and he gets the tin snips out yeah. and you don't actually see it get cut off but they cut away as he's putting it around her finger that was another like traumatizing moment as a kid mm. I'm just like oh my god he just cut that lady's finger off oh my god now I I did remember one guilty pleasure all right original Battlestar Galactica uh, oh yeah that's that's so much fun I love that. I think we've talked about this before, and you guys gave me a a half pass on that. It was like, well, too many people like that to say it's a guilty pleasure. Yeah, I mean, I just watched it. So, I just got literally box just watched it. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, like a couple months ago, but yep. yeah. Today. <laughs> yep. So there's that. I guess you could throw Babylon 5 in there. What? Yeah. Babylon okay. 5 was now, a cult now, classic. They're just saying things are lighter. Yeah, now, sure? now. Because not many people know or. Like that's, you say Babylon Five, like, oh, that's like, that that doesn't count. Yeah, it's not not derided You're in not any way. Guilty. That's, that okay. is a celebrated television show. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I know that it's one of my favorites. Okay. Saying, then what but... the fuck are you doing bringing it up? Well, welcome to to to. This is what Matt likes. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate all you. Fuck you all. Jesus. This is what some guy likes. Big then, pork. Yeah. Definitely. Mm. You know, if you cross the pork with an otter. Ooh, it's going to have some teeth. Yes, it is. Glorious, beautiful, adorable teeth. Aww. So thank you so much, uh, Kesa and Pat. I have to to look at the the pronunciation. That was great. (laughs) So thanks for sending that in. Uh, Gentlemen, let's do at least some news. News you don't give a shit about. Um, Disney's buying WWE. Disney is buying WWE. Oh, my Disney. Goodness. I Disney. always, I always hate this week. This is the week. Thankfully, that April Fools happened on Sunday, where there's right. no news from any of the outlets, so they don't have to do their Marvel bought everything and 
Did anybody catch the Think Geek April Fool's stuff? Yes. <laughs> okay. Is that in there? No. I, I, oh, okay. Because I, I didn't. I didn't get to to see them all this year. The only one I saw was the uh, the Klingon refrigerator alphabet magnets, and I was like, "That's awesome." They also did a uh, radio alarm clock mm-hmm. of the screaming son from Rick and Morty. Nice. So the, oh. the, so the sun comes up from behind the alarm clock and just starts screaming and won't turn off. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> That's one of those things. Oh well, that's like where the uh, isn't that where the um, um, uh, tauntaun? Uh, they feel this yes. stuff out. If, if yeah, yeah that, that, that's where they'll make it. That came from uh, an April Fool's thing. Didn't sure, it? as did the canned unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my favorite one ever was like that Nerf bomb. It was just like a whole bunch of Nerf darts that explode out. Into, <laughs> that one was Ooh, that's awesome. Perfect. Or that or the awesome. the Play Doh three D printer. That one was cool. I think they should have really made that though. I think another one they did this year was the face hugger scuba mask. Yeah, yes. I saw that. I actually okay. I That's saw nice. Some. Yeah. You know what? I one of the weirdest one. April Fool's things ever. This is just old. The Soviet Union, Pravda, the uh, the newspaper organ of the Communist Party of the Soviet yes. Union. Yes, they would do an April Fool's issue. That head, they were headlines just chock full of jokes. Basically, and, the onion for a day. Yeah, and it's just really weird because, you know, you don't picture the Soviet Union. You don't picture Bolsheviks having that kind of humor, but they actually <laughs> Read them did and the do Germans. that. They actually did do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. It has been a rocky road getting the IDW comic lock and key to the small screen. And things have just gotten worse. Hulu has passed on the pilot for the project, was what was adapted by Carlton Coos from Lost, and directed by Andy Muschietti, who directed it. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Hulu... What did he direct? Sorry? What did he direct? It. What? It. What? Okay. That. Yeah? Who's on first? It. According to the Hollywood Reporter, Hulu. God damn it! Hulu. I can't say Hulu. <laughs> this, is, this is where my, what my life has become. Hulu executives were interested, but CEO Randy Freer quote had the final say and insisted on bypassing the drama unquote. Though Hulu greenlit the pilot and paid to keep the writer's room open long after, reportedly Freer, quote, did not like the show, unquote. William Morris Endeavor, that's the agency behind Coos and Muschietti, has banded together with IDW Entertainment, and they have taken it upon themselves to find the series a new home. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter reports that the series actress Samantha Mathis has said the show is being shopped to Amazon, Netflix, and everyone else right now, unquote. Uh, This is only the latest problem to crop up for the property, which originally developed at Fox 2010. A pilot was made by John Friedman of Terminator, Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. (laughs) 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 Damn it. But it did not move forward. A feature film was attempted by Universal. This produced by the team of Kurtzman and Orsi. Uh, That didn't succeed either. The property did have some success in 2015 when it was adapted into an audio drama by Audible Studios, starring Titania Masley from Orphan Black and Kate Mulgrew from Star Trek Voyager. Tatiana Maslany. That's what I said. The written by Joe Hill. 
The comic resolves around three siblings who move into their haunted family home in Maine after their father is horribly murdered. And once there, a mysterious set of keys gives them magical powers. Hill collaborated with Coos on the script for the pilot and also serves as one of the executive producers. So lock and key once again in you know limbo. what they need to do? What so who's it going to be? Is it Amazon or Netflix that no, 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 overpays no, no. For, the new, uh, for the pilot? Uh, what's the name of the company behind it? IDW? Uh, that's the comic, that, uh, comic company that made it. They need to invest in their own streaming service because oh. that's the cool thing to do nowadays. IDW, all access. All the time. Boy, there could be so many cool crossover series. Yes, yes, there could. Star Trek X-Men. They're kind of already are. I don't know if he's got this in the news, but I guess... Uh, CBS All Access announced one today yeah. that was... Uh, yeah, it's in the red light, green light. Okay. Oh! Because uh, I was going to say, it actually had me interested. Yes. And that's all I'm going to say for now, yes. since, since it's in the, it the is. stuff. Okay. And looking at the time, we'll probably not get to it this, this week. Aww. Why are you going to leave me like that? Oh, well. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Don't what leave it? him like that. And he has a big dick. Don't leave him like that. <laughs> because I don't know what he's going to read. He just told you he's not going to, so... He said he might not. <laughs> well, probably not. I love that this episode is just a ball of frustration for Matt. <laughs> As opposed to all the others. Right? I was about to lose it when I opened up the Jolly Rancher here, and I was like, where's all the green ones? And I read the front. It's awesome reds. And I was like, I better not say anything. <laughs> that would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Where are the green ones? What Where upset Matt ones? this week? Write to us. <laughs> Good damn it. His hand is permanently attached to his hip like Flo from Alice. <laughs> <laughs> well, kiss my grits. News you don't give a shit about. 20th Century Fox has pushed back its release. Dates for X-Men Dark Phoenix and The New Mutants. Uh-oh. X-Men Dark Phoenix was originally supposed to hit theaters November 2nd. It now has a February 14th, 2019 opening. Valentine's? Uh, yeah. Uh, while the New Mutants, which was slated for February 22nd, 2019, now opening in August of 2019. New Mutants was originally set to open next month, April. Right. Or this month. Jesus, where am I? They were like, fuck, we can't go up against Infinity Wars. Fuck that. I'm sure that was a big part of it. <laughs> Uh, this is all part of a studio-wide rearranging of several projects at Fox. Collider reports New Mutants will be significantly retooled over the next year. The studio is apparently wanting to reshoot as much as 50% of the film to make it scarier and add as many as two additional characters to the story in major roles. All this apparently came after J director Josh Boone turned in a cut that he liked, and the studio felt it was lacking, and these and these requests have apparently led to some creative differences between both parties. What? Imagine that. The story behind Dark Phoenix's delay is apparently a simpler story, largely tied to the A-list cast. A test screening led the studio to request some rev relatively standard tweaks that will require some additional shooting. But it proved easier said than done to get stars like Michael Fassbender and Jennifer Lawrence all back together for filming. So the studio opted to bump the release date from November 2018 to February 14, 2019 to get the cast back together, provide some additional runway for the effects work to be completed. So, so hmm. reshoots, but I guess the New Mutants are getting some heavy, heavy reshoots. Oh, they're doing Demon Bear, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the that's the rumor. That's gonna be scary. And news you don't give a shit about: Sci-Fi is retiring the Sharknado franchise. 
with a sixth and final film that will add a time-traveling storyline to the mix. In the last movie, Sharknado 5 Global Swarming, <laughs> Finn, played by Ian Ziering. Did I, did I say that one right? Ian. Ian. Yeah. He pronounces it Ian. That's, that's what I said. I was the last man standing as he was seen walking the earth alone after it had been destroyed by shark-infested chaos. Now the action is set to pick up with Finn sending himself back in time to stop the original Sharknado and hopefully tying up loose ends. Uh, a report also adds that uh, joining Zeering in Sharknado 6 will be original franchise stars Tara Reid, Casey Sirbo. Yeah, yeah, I got that one right. All right, and Vivia A. Fox. I don't know that one. So. I was, I w- then I did. I got it right. I thought it was Kitsugi. Shokashugi? Oh. Yeah. Did he pop his clutch and tell Van Cleef to eat his dust? That's a Mr. Science Theater uh, action right there. Good job. Wow. Did you see that? Wow. Yeah, I did. They <laughs> high-fived. <No. laughs> Weekend geek! Yeah. Is it another thing that pisses you off about no, this episode? Why okay. are me and Kay even here? You guys are high-fiving. <laughs> you know, it just might as well be the, the, the Todd and Jeff podcast. No well, one well, wants uh, here, here, <laughs> here, no one here, here, Matt. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah! Yeah! Right. Yeah, no one wants that podcast. <laughs> David Maisel, who founded Marvel Studios raised the financing for its initial slate of movies and facilitated its sale to Disney, has teamed with music manager Scooter Braun, who oversees the careers of Justin Bieber, Kanye West, and Ariana Grande, to launch Mythos Studios, a new company that intends to make live-action and animated films based on either existing properties or original ones. What other choices are there? Largely within... (laughs) The comic book realm. <laughs> oh. oh, who wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Todd. Okay, good, 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 good. This, get this, everyone. We're gonna make pro- We're gonna make movies based on properties that are existing and haven't even been created yet. Ooh, <laughs> what, what more could you want? Genius. <laughs> Mythos has purchased a fifty percent stake. In Aspen Comics. That includes the rights to adapt the company's properties for the screen, including Fathom, Soulfire, and others created by Aspen's late founder, Michael Turner, the renowned artist who died in 2008 from cancer at the age of 37. Fathom, about a marine biologist named Aspen Matthews, from which Aspen Comics' name was derived, who discovers she is from a race of underwater super beings. And Soulfire, about a boy who sets out on a quest to bring magic back to the world in a far future dominated by technology. These are already in active development at Mythos. Uh, Maisel and Braun are looking to secure financing and distribution partners for both titles. Uh, Braun produced the 2014 film version of the young adult sci-fi novel The Giver. As for Maisel, he convinced Marvel head Isaac Perlmutter in 2003, to have the company retain its characters and start financing its own movies, arranging a $525 million bank loan and starting things off in 2008 with Iron Man. What followed, of course, changed movie and comics history with Maisel becoming Marvel Studios chairman in 2007 and guiding its $4 billion sale to Disney in 2009. He left the company in 2010 and has since produced... The Angry Birds movie. A Mythos is going to be based out of Los Angeles and is currently staffing up 
looking for more material to adapt while also developing Fathom and Soulfire. I never really got into the Aspen comics at all. You never really got into the ass? (laughs) Aspen comics. Okay. The... And I think a big wow. part is as much as I know he's a well-respected artist. I never got into Turner's artistic style, the 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 really thin line artistic style that he was known for. It just didn't speak to me. So, so I never really. I'm not familiar with it at all. So, so I know I know so. Soulfire. I know Fathom. I know what those characters look like mm-hmm. for seeing their graphic novels year after year. But, uh, Kay, did you read in the Aspen comics? Mm-mm. All right. Really? So we're we're all blind. I mean, this. I knew about Turner. Sure. I like I like uh, his art, but um, yeah, I I didn't. <sighs> I mean, God, that when was that? I guess that was late '80s, going into the '90s, and the '90s was just such a off period <laughs> for comics. You could barely get into um, Marvel DC, much less the other people's uh, his mm. his and jim lee's style always seemed very similar to me mm-hmm. uh turner's was probably a little more detailed yeah but, uh, but yeah both their styles never really spoke to me mm-hmm. well it was you know those guys part of that wave of artists who uh a lot of those guys were self-taught and they um they just yeah they weren't it was a different god what the fuck do you even say what now i love lee left for image was turner part of the image group uh you know that's um i can't fucking remember hmm. i don't i don't think he was yeah i don't, I don't think so either but mm-hmm. i i know he's in that that group of artists as far as yeah that's stably yeah that's stable because that's where i do I Jesus, I don't even know which fucking characters he did, but I know him from um from uh whatever big two work he did as opposed to uh his independent uh Mhm. You know. So Oh, there's a Michael Turner football player. Well, well that I'll, doesn't I'll, help I'll me. let you figure that out while I go on to the mm-hmm. next story. Oh, Batman. And yes. Witchblade. How did you know I was Batman? Oh, that's right. He did Witchblade. Yeah, Witchblade. Okay. Batman, Superman, DC, various covers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Of course, Witchblade. Uh-huh. Well, why don't they mention? Well, maybe someone else owns the rights to Witchblade. I there think have they been, do. There I, have I been Witchblade movies. I think that's still in Wildstorm. Oh. But I'm not positive. Well. I, I could be speaking out of my ass. Well. Are you Aspen? <laughs> oh, thank you, uh, thank you very much. Oh, credit, he credit was, a little bit to Jeff there on that one. All right, there you go. <laughs> he was hired by not Mark's. so useless after all, eh, Matt? <laughs> ah, badge attack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, identity crisis. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, yeah, this is where I, I know. I'm not going to say this often, but okay. I'm going to say it. This is where we miss Andy. <laughs> so you'd have been like, oh, he did this, he did that, he... Whatever, but... A fine point. Fine. <laughs> say that. I'm going to say it when he's not here. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come back and he goes, you like me. You no, really his phone like jack me. is busted, so he won't... <laughs> This will be like three months from now when he finally gets caught up. <laughs> and I'll be like, what? I never said that. 
you're dreaming. It has been more than two years since the Fantastic Four were last together as a family at the end of the Secret Wars event, and nearly three years since a new issue of Fantastic Four was published. Since then, Reed Richards, Sue Storm, and their children, Franklin and Valeria, have been off having ventures in the multiverse, while Johnny Storm and Ben Grimm have had adventures of their own. (laughs) God, who wrote this one? (laughs) The first family of Marvel Comics will be reunited with a new number one issue and a new creative team. Marvel officially revealed the Fantastic Four will return this summer in a new ongoing series with writer Dan Slott and artist Sarah Pacelli. Slott is best known for a huge run on Amazing Spider-Man, in which he killed off and resurrected Peter Parker. Uh, Pacelli is probably best known as a co-creator of Miles Morales, the second Ultimate Spider-Man who became so popular that he was merged into the main Marvel Universe after the Ultimate Universe was destroyed. Fantastic Four number one arrives in August. We knew this was coming eventually. And probably after they bought 20th Century Fox shit. So now, now officially, Fantastic Four is returning now that Marvel has a stake in the Fantastic Four once again. Right. So this be movie movie soon then? Like an actual Fantastic Four movie? Now this is going to be comic books. They're probably I know, but eventually, it. hopefully... There's a lot Maybe. of people speculating that yeah. we're going to get a new Fantastic Four movie. Um, I just saw one today where, uh, oh, it was a guy that played on The Office. They thought he would be a good Steve fit. Carell? No. No. Um, <laughs> I can't think of the kid's name. He's, uh, anyway, long story short, they thought he'd be perfect for the Reed Richards character. Well, actually, the, the I thought they were going to go with uh, the older Ree Richards because they they were going to do Chris Evans as Reed Richards. <laughs> get out here. Get get Is out. Is this your delayed April Fool's? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got them. <laughs> Lou Sixins, Hugo Award-winning oh. novel, The Three Body, Body Problem. problem yeah. The first in a Chinese trilogy called The Remembrance of Earth's Past, or something similar to that, is a deep dive into the world of sci-fi with a healthy undercut of politics and social forces framing its stark narrative. The book, along with its companions, The Dark Forest and Death's End, have spawned a massive following in China and no small number of devotees in the U.S., where even former President Barack Obama has endorsed the series. A report in Financial Times, it's an interesting place to find movie news, states that Amazon may be negotiating for the rights to adapt the series for its Amazon video service. If so, it would have to snag the trilogy out from under China's Yuzu Pictures, which has reportedly stalled development on its own film treatment for the first book. According to the Financial Times report, Amazon is willing to pay a billion dollars for the three-season series. Massive amount of money, dwarfing the $250 million the service reportedly paid for the rights to multi-season production based on Lord of the Rings. The three brought... Here, look, we're at the half mark. The three-body problem juxtaposition. Who wants to read now? Who, who wants to read? Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, See how much trust he has in me. Juxtaposes relatable human problems, especially in the tumultuous social context of Lu's China. 
with problems no earthling ever could see coming. The target of political persecution protagonist Yi Wenjie has her hands full as a branded traitor and seditionist, narrowly evading government capture until years later, an alien planet responds to the radio signal messages Yi, an astrophysicist, has sent, been sending. Uh, Amazon has yet to acknowledge the report, so take that as you will, but already Chinese entertainment outlets are responding with measured enthusiasm. Yeah, part of it, uh, part of that whole traitor sedition thing is uh, part of the novel takes place during the Cultural Revolution. So, uh, Sissy and Lou was actually commenting on the Cultural Revolution uh, in addition to you know the the science fiction aspect of it oh. so i haven't read the book but i heard a lot about it and okay. it's, it's i've heard it in circles you, you yeah if you touch sci-fi you you hear about mm -hmm. this yeah and it's 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 it is it is supposed to be great so a billion dollars and it's like they're paying a billion dollars to whom don't 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 yeah i mean like i mean that is like cixin lu now a chinese billionaire or is this some i don't know yeah, some company it, or something speculation on our part but it's, it's cray cray man yeah to the party to the party yeah. oh yeah oh, woohoo <laughs> leg read party up raise the roof oh. raise the roof <laughs> <laughs> the conjuring director james wan is helming an all-new film adaptation of stephen king's sci-fi horror novel the tommy knockers Juan is teaming up with IT producer Roy Lee to take on the new film project, which is also bringing on board Tommyknockers veteran Larry Sasinski, who helped produce the 1993 ABC miniseries based on the book, which was good. Based on book? <laughs> I think he was saying the TV series wasn't very good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Based on book, and he was, on book. was just so exasperated. It's just yeah. like based on book. Yeah, it's it's not great. Then again, no? the that's the one with Bronson Pinchot in it, right? No, that you're you're thinking of the Langoliers. That's right. I'm thinking <laughs> Langoliers. Yeah, sorry, Jeff. How could you? <laughs> really? Which it's, that that's such a travesty because the Langoliers is such yeah, a great story. It is a great story, and but this the the execution the was kind of blah. Fucked it up. Yeah. It was pretty bad. Oh, I was so excited when that got announced, and I, I waited at home because this is back before uh, you can record it. The innocence. It's I remember how frustrated you would get every time there was like a made-for-TV miniseries, a Stephen King, of movie? Stephen King stuff, and you were just like, "Yes, it's gonna happen." And then after it happened, it's like that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the I don't think I think the only one you never spoke about was the stand so did you like that one so i really liked the stand as far as the the, stand, the made for tv miniseries go even though it's not exactly the stand is not without its problems sure uh, both in scripts and performance m-o-o-n that spells problems very nice yep <laughs> but i don't dislike it either it it's I, I feel it's one of those shows that did the best it could with what it had. Right. It's so the it, best so stand it could, we it could, could get at the time. It could stand on its own? Thank you. Uh, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> the, right. the world has grown beyond that. At the time, it was okay. Yeah, we're talking it, early 90s here. Yeah, it worked well enough. You believe that happy crappy? And when it came out, the first half was amazing. The second half was terrible. Yeah, the the last couple episodes of my it, life for you, not good, wow. not good. <laughs> I like oh. Salem's a lot. 
That's tr- that's a pretty terrific film. It, I, I finally got to see that this last year after I finally oh. read the novel. Oh, so I I, I got the the I mean, TV it, made for TV movie, but it's one of those nice slow burns yeah. and and again it takes its own liberties, but mm-hmm. fairly referential to the work. Yeah, I mean I think it it was a nice. Uh, Despite the big time departure on uh, Barlow, <laughs> yes, but um, uh, it had a nice creepy, creepy vibe to it. That kind of kind of captured the book in its own way. Yeah, it it works, and it was what late seventies when this one was made. Yeah, so David Soul. So one of the earliest Stephen King adaptations. Yeah, if not the first. No, Carrie would probably be the first. Carrie's the first. Yeah. yeah but. So definitely the first TV adaptation. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if I have to throw that to the pantheon of TV Stephen King adaptations, <laughs> it's up there. Soul. Yeah, it's way up there. And uh, and of course, Storm of the Century is pretty good, but that was made for TV. That wasn't truly adaptation. That was Stephen King writing a TV screenplay and saying, oh. "Make this." Stephen King <laughs> writing this. as Stephen King presents In the Stephen King story. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how much time we got? We got a little time. We're good. Uh, so, oh, I, I, th- I think I was still in the middle of the Tommyknockers. Ah, uh. yes. Sorry, <laughs> you, you. I interrupt. I, so remind Bring me then, me Tommyknockers. The Tommyknockers is this bloated Stephen King novel uh-huh. written when he was deep into his addiction to alcohol and cocaine. Okay, it's overwrought. It is one of his first attempts to bring in uh, like other pieces of his work into so it, it does have that historical moment because mm-hmm. Pennywise actually has like a sentence of description in there that she s- sees a vision of him at some point okay but th- the story is uh, a UFO is dug up that's been buried for ages and starts to affect the city telepathically that's kind of the quick line on it Okay, yeah, I don't remember this one at all. Yeah, I it, must not have read that one. I don't think King does either. Yeah. It, oh, <laughs> I, I think he actually admits to that. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that's the novel that he does not remember. It was a writing. joke in poor taste, but actually there's it is grounded yeah. a little bit. Cuz uh, yeah, he had a uh, Yeah, he had some nasty problems in the mids. Oof. Oh, Mid 80s. Yeah. On writing, it was just I mean, it's funny because he's talking about the problems he went through and he's doing it in that Stephen King style. So it just, it kind of, it's, ah, what the hell? Grounded? Down down to earth, folks. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it's just the way he, you know. Dear reader. When he he was uh, talking about, you know, just taking the garbage bag full of beer cans to the garbage and he's like, why the fuck haven't the garbage people picked up the garbage? And then he realized they had. He's just, that's how fast he's filling up the garbage can with beer cans. And that's when he was like, the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) I began to realize I had a problem or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Tommy Knockers is that novel. It's not a bad novel. It's just if you have a complaint about Stephen King's bloated narrated style, this is the worst example of it. (laughs) Okay. So, but... uh, it's coming from James Wan as I try to find where my spot is. 
Yay, I derailed the podcast this time. (laughs) King's 87 novel combined alien spacecraft, Borg-like groupthink, morally ambiguous superpowers into a story made loosely autobiographical references. Protagonists are both writers. Uh, Tommy Knockers outsold most of King's already established horror landmarks and eventually got picked up for the television treatment. Uh, As for King 2018, we'll also see this release of two two books this year. He's going to release the 576 page The Outsider that comes out in May, and then a shorter novella, Elevation, which comes out on October 30th. And King's also editing a horror anthology, which is rare for him. I can't think of a time he's edited a horror anthology that wasn't his own. Yeah, me either. Uh, it's going to be an Fine. anthology about the fear of flying. It's called Flight or Fright. Oh, how perfect. Oh, Clever. Okay, let's see. Okay, yeah, I, I got. Come I got to get this one. Come in. on, Discworld, Terry Pratchett's Discworld, Onk Monk Pork is headed to the small screen. Onk Monk Pork. BBC Studios has tapped television scribe Simon Allen to adapt the franchise into a six-part series that will be tentatively titled The Watch. Word of a possible Discworld TV series has been floating around for a few years, but the BBC's commitment means they'll likely actually happen this time. The BBC's commitment? The BBC's. Oh. Yes. Uh, Pratchett passed away in 2015 after writing 41 Discworld books, Mm -hmm. which kicked off in 1983 with The Color of Magic. Collectively, the tomes have sold more than 85 million copies worldwide, and as its title suggests, Discworld is set on a planet-sized flat disc with oceans, continents, civilizations, all of which is balanced on the back of four massive elephants who themselves stand on the shell of a giant sea turtle named the Great Atuan, and that turtle flies through the universe. A thrust of the story focuses on the Discworld's largest city, as Kirsten said, Ankh-Morpork, and the clash between modernity and fantasy. A Philip Marlowe-like cynical policeman named Sam Vines rises through the ranks of what at first is a hapless police force to become commander of the City Watch while battling all, kind, battling all kind of mythical creatures. Not known which of the books this TV series will draw on, Alan served as a writer on BBC's New Tricks and Sky One's Strike Back. I don't know either of those two shows. He earned his producing stripes on the BBC's The Musketeers and most recently wrote and produced a TV miniseries for German television based on the classic 1981 submarine epic Das Boot. Holy crap. Right? No word on when The Watch will premiere, but it's not the first Pratchett work turned into a TV show. Oh, good, good Omens, starring Michael Sheen and David Tennant, based on the book by Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Started filming in September and will air on BBC Two and Amazon sometime in 2019. Oh, that'll be cool. And I don't dare read another story for fear that I might trip upon myself. (laughs) So what is your avatar in the Oasis? Write us comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And what is Kay's avatar in the Oasis? Uh, Write to us or throw it on Facebook on the Shock Monkeys Lair. Just Kay's. Just mine. No, huh? I want to know Matt's. I want to know Jeff's. I want to know and, my and, own. And while you get a chance to do a YouTube search on Felicia Day's Would You Date My Avatar? That is a classic. Oh, the, the music video? Yes. Yeah. Great music video. Yes, it is. From the Guild, the Days of the Guild. And your avatar can't be one of the avatars from the movie Avatar. Yeah. Don't even try that shit. Yeah, we already tried it. Yeah. It'll 
break the. Never mind. What? Nothing. No. It'll break the who? Yeah. Why? That. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Frustrated Matt. Oh. <laughs> oh, Maple Leaf Matt. Oh, you went back to your original name. That's right. I okay. Did. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. What? Not Big Porg Mac? No. No. Big no. Dick Mac? No. 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 Mac and Cheese Dick Mac? No. <laughs> Jacques Jacques Sherlock? No. No. Trudeau Mac. Savoir Faire is everywhere. Trudeau Mac. I like it. <laughs> Trudeau Mac. I like it. I'll, go, I'll give you that one. <laughs> How about we just rename him Godot? No. Because <laughs> then we'd be waiting forever. Yeah. Uh, we, we've already got that with Andy. Oh, okay. When's Andy coming back? Who knows? I don't know. We're waiting. <laughs> When's Godot returning? Uh, I have no idea. I want to just stand in an airport in a suit. Holding a sign. Holding a sign. Godot. Godot. Perfect. Somewhere Professor Biggs is roaring with laughter. (laughs) (laughs) 